You are Locked On Senators. It's the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller live following a third straight victory. The Ottawa Senators prevail in a shootout over the New Jersey Devils. Pilsy, this is uncommon ground for us. I don't even know where to begin, so I'll get your general thoughts on the victory. Well, the postcast is obviously a success. Like, here we are talking about yet another Ottawa Senators win, and it came down to the wire here. The Ottawa Senators get a 3-2 shootout victory over the New Jersey Devils in New Jersey on the road, and that was an entertaining overtime period. Not a single whistle is also what makes it exciting, although I think if you ask the fans of the, in uh, in the building, they weren't too happy with Shabbat bringing the puck back about five or six <laughs> times, eh? Hey, they tried some things in overtime. We'll get into all that. Let's quickly go through some Sen Central standouts, and we have to start at the beginning. This is going to be a Positive Vibe podcast, yes, Caleb, but third time in four games, the Sens allow a goal in the first two minutes of a game. How is this possible? I mean, it's just it's just what they do, I guess. Like, it was there was so much traffic in front of the net. I feel bad for Forsberg on that one, but it still it doesn't look great when it's thirty five seconds in. You're on the road and you're already down one nothing. Like, that's just what they're used to. But when you're a team going up against a team like the New Jersey Devils, going down one nothing isn't that crazy because, like we talked about in today's show, they don't really have any game breakers that are going to really carry this game away from the Ottawa Senators. So you feel all right being like, we can pot one back real quick here, and that's what they did. Yeah. Didn't take long for Ottawa to get back on the board, and I thought this was a very well played game from from a Senator standpoint. I just laughed when you're going through through that because you're already getting roasted for your parlay of the day i know and we'll Back touch and on that effort yeah. we will we'll i know i know we'll get into that on the longer because this is a quick hitting all vibes not as much stats analysis we'll save that for tomorrow on locked on senators we've got a great guest coming up later this week i'll tease that as well as send central citizen Ooh. but i think that this should be mostly focused like the one big story reaction the chat's always lit up chris may what up buddy it's been yeah. a while since we've seen him said central citizen from uh, the college of sports media we love to there see that but all that to say the sense the postcast presented by locked on center should be the one big story and then our send central standouts i like that as a as kind of a template for that but how can a standout not be Drake Batherson? What a shot. He gets Ottawa back on the board. And again, I said soon after. It wasn't that soon. Next period. But that <laughs> yeah. to say that once they got on the board, like once Drake scored that goal, my confidence level went from about a zero to a nine that they were going to at least get a point. And ultimately, they do get the victory. Yeah. And again, Ross, we're talking about like, look at these goals. Drake Batherson from Shabbat and Kachuk and then Brady Kachuk for Batherson and then Holden gets in the mix here. But <laughs> the top guys are getting it done. And yep. Batherson's shot, like that's what we want to see from him. We we got front row seats to see what kind of shot this kid has when we were working in Belleville and he was down there. And he's able to use that in the pros as well. And you can't give Batherson that much time and space. Mind you, he sneaks in from off the bench and Brady notices him and catches him in the high slot with a good pass. And then not much chance for Blackwood on that one. Nope, not at all. Speaking of wood and posts, there's a ton of iron 
Hey, lot, yeah, the it's like game. loud posts. Like I don't know what the acoustics are like at the Prudential Center, but those posts were ringing. Yes, they were. And shout out, we got to get the name here proper. I'm going to clip it and we're going to pull it up. But we had another Sens fan. So anyone in the chat, if you're going to a Sens game outside yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Canadian it. Tire Center, you tag us in that. We need to put the word out there just like we did tonight for Stefan. Stefan, G- oh, I'm going to butcher his last name. Story, Stefan. At Carrius <laughs> Guitar. How about that? But born and raised in New Jersey. He's at the game tonight and he is feeling good. And how can you not feel great right now? Because they're going home to play the Islanders who haven't won in... I was at the last time the Islanders won, and it feels like I, 10 years ago when they won 2-0 in Winnipeg. They're 0-8-3 since then. Can the Senators make it four straight wins? They haven't won four straight games, Pilsy, since 2016. I was going to say, it's been a long... <laughs> like, not on this podcast have they won four straight games. So that is incredible. Wow. And, uh... Wow. Look, this is all turning nicely for the Senators. Like, you get a close 3-2 victory up against the Devils, a good opponent for the Sens, and then you get the Islanders coming in tomorrow. And Forsberg, he keeps the streak going, and now you get Gus in the net. And I think everyone's pretty confident uh, when Gus gets in the net, especially up against a team that's been struggling lately. So... This is all turning out real great for the Ottawa Senators, especially with a busy month of December coming up. you got to get those wins piled up to start things off. And you got to get fans in the building, whether you're on home ice or on the road. Great photo here of Stefan at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. Pilsy, this is unbelievable. And the top guns are playing as such. You mentioned Drake and Shabbat and Kachuk. How about Timmy in the shootout? Can we take a moment and appreciate the 12 head fakes and, the, and about the 20 stick handles? He looks like a kid who grew up watching Patrick Kane take shootouts. Did he not? Honestly, yeah. And, like, he was getting low, too. He was low <laughs> to the ice. Like, as a goalie, like, and Ross, you can speak to this, too. Like, on a breakaway or a shootout, that's the worst thing when he does so many quick moves at the end because you don't know when that release is happening. So you can try to stay square to it, but... You're not sure what uh, like side of the stick he's going to let it go at. And you don't know where that's going to head. And he just, he outsmarts Blackwood on that play. And you got to love, like DJ Smith, love that move, putting Timmy out right away. Yes. Like, he just scored two goals. He's feeling confident. He's got a big boost. And you got to start things off with a bang. I mentioned it on today's podcast. He has the most offensive skill on this team. So why not throw him out there on the ice? When there's no other players there and he can use that all. Like Tim Stutzler, you can do a million deeks in the shootout and I applaud you. But don't be doing that in your own end. So now he's got a chance to have fun and uh, show off those moves. And boy, did he ever do that. He would have been my second choice to lead off the Senator shooters tonight. Do you know who I would have had out first? Tyler Ennis. No. <laughs> I thought with the with the high sticking end, I uh, like that whole incident. Tyler though. Yeah, Toothless it's a whole Tyler. new guy. Eh? Ooh, he, that was a, the worst penalty I've ever seen. By the way, just like Formanton against uh, was it was that against Colorado? Yeah, that Formanton just like yeah. hit a guy and got called for trip. Yeah, Nikki's got it. I wanted to see number two lead us off ah, there. Zoop, you nice. and I saw it in Winnipeg. Remember in the yeah. in the fake shootout, he went in backhand, forehand, and tucked it in. 
Zub is unbelievable, too. I don't think you start with Zub. No, though. but... I, Zub, it, Zub is the fourth shooter. The first three go in, and then you bring out the Zubinator. I was so happy to see it. I know he didn't score, but Drake Batherson being the third shooter, I was worried they were going to go Brady, and I know yeah. he's proven me wrong in overtime. We were of the mind that maybe you save him for five-on-five, four-on-four, and the like. All of his points, by the way, coming at even strength this year. Unbelievable stat. For, for Brady Kachuk, but again, not the biggest shootout type guy, at least um, stereotypically, but Zub would be like the Merrick Malik of the, of the shootouts, right? Exactly. Once you get to him, you know something's going to happen. Absolutely. So a couple more things we got to get to here tonight. So Anton Forsberg, solid, right? Yep. Like not, he didn't steal this game like he did in Carolina, but he certainly gave the team a chance to win. And the poise with five seconds left, because that was tense moments there. There was some high pressure, and the Devils were really getting close, especially you're talking about in OT, right? Yes. Yeah, at the end of OT, man, yes. things were close there. So, like, Forsberg, he's got the hot hand. Sorry, he's sorry, no, it was end of regulation. End, end of, of overtime, overtime, they were close as well, though. They yeah. had a couple good chances. Yeah, they did. Uh, we can't go over the Josh Norris shootout goal, and Chris yeah. May, thanks, shout-out CSM family, hitting us with that one, because as a goalie, that is the hardest shot to stop. Just off the ice, left-hand shot with speed, coming right to left across the middle with a shot like Josh Norris's, you're not going to stop it. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, Anton Forsberg's an easy guy to single out. It's just like, okay, you did your job. And, like, this is what they weren't getting with Matt Murray. Consistent yep. goaltending, three straight wins, all for Anton Forsberg. But, Pilsy, like you said, back-to-back, there's no question. It has to be Philly franchise tomorrow night now we look at the decor and again first of two games in a row but were you surprised at the discrepancy in ice time like i'm looking at the bottom pair here lassie played 11 28 and mete played 10 35 i thought mete was a lot better a lot more confident Agreed. than he had been before his healthy scratch but i was a little surprised there that they rode the the top four that hard i actually wasn't surprised ross because for once the sends were in a close game that they felt they had fair. a chance to win, right? Fair, so fair. at that point, you're not going to throw your third deep pair out in the third period when it's tied 2-2 in a tight checking yeah. game. So I actually like that. And I don't know about you, Ross, but for me, Lassie Thompson was my locked-on player. You could have said he didn't play tonight, and I wouldn't have known. Yeah, what? I didn't notice yeah. one single thing. Same with uh, Nico Heischer, actually. I didn't notice him at all except for a couple not very good plays. So mm-hmm. there was a couple of players where they just kind of disappeared. But yeah, Lassie... I I wouldn't have known you even played. How about Dougie Dash to Hamilton tonight, hey? And uh, Brady sitting him down when they went uh, at a nice collision there in, in center ice. So I, I think with Lassie, like th- this has been a lot to put on him. And I'm not saying to send him down. I'm not yeah. saying to take him out of the lineup. But expectations can't be what he performed in his first three games to have every single game. In. So if he has two or three more games like we saw tonight, it is not the end of the world if he goes back to Belleville. This is still a great experience for him. Pilsy, hit me with your best player on the ice tonight. Your Sen Central standouts. I think I just I love Brady Kachuk's game tonight. Like obviously goal and assist, but then he gets two shots, four hits, 20 minutes of ice time. And he's these are the guys like him, Norris, and Batherson are getting so comfortable out there in high intensity situations. Like they thrive in those situations now. Batherson played 21-25. Whew. 
For a yeah. winger, that's got to be close to, if not the most, any Senators wingers played this year in a game. Honestly, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, Brady's probably up there in a couple games as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe Connor and Brown Norris. Too. Yeah. Um, or sorry, but, Norris being a center. You, you're right. Yeah, but this uh, this game from Brady was awesome. I loved it. Oh, he's so much fun to watch. And these are the types of players you need to win on the road. And we kept mentioning yep. it throughout the first part of the season that the road the road record was brutal. There was no <laughs> way around it. The road record is still brutal with DJ Smith. But now they're 2-0 and in their last two road games. That's my favorite part of this winning streak is that two of the three wins have come on the road where yep. they've had so much trouble stringing together victories. And tonight, the third period was even 0-0. That's <laughs> what a victory. all I want. That's a victory. Yep. That is a victory. I mean, they also got the victory, book. so that's oh great. Oh, my God. The, the way they were winning these games, like you're up 5-2 against Colorado. You're up in the third against Carolina. So to have the wherewithal, and you know that that's been stressed in team meetings over the last two days. We need a better third period, close it out, momentum, keep it, and they did tonight. So I, I just have nothing but respect for what DJ Smith and his staff put together for Ottawa's game tonight. And like, man, I think that this is going to be a consistent thing we go back to from now on because, and you knew it was going to happen. Brady coming in, hadn't, or he did miss training camp. He was going to take a few games to warm up. Well, now he's got 14 points in 12 games as captain of this team. Now that's what it's all about. So the boys are, are taking after their leader, and we're seeing it because, man, they, they're they all pulling on the rope the same way. You can really see it. First D through six defense, top line through. Please don't call them the fourth line. <laughs> DJ Smith will absolutely freak if you call Gambrell and Watson fourth liners. But, hey, those guys were pinned in their zone a little bit too much for my liking tonight. They certainly played like a fourth line, but a fourth line both in the negative sense, like I insinuated there, but also Austin Watson is going to block every single shot like it's Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. For better or worse, Alfie can probably hear him there. He's a big-time Austin Watson guy. Yeah, that was a great block shot. And it's moments like that where you see who's buying into the system and who who's just there, right? And that's Austin Watson being like, I don't care we're in last place in the league or at least close to it uh, with Arizona. I'm blocking this shot and we're going to have a chance to win this game. Uh, here, keep going for a sec. I'm going to get Alfie to well, come over we here. we got to wrap, wrap here, show. too. We're, we're yeah. going long right, as go per ahead. usual. Anyways, look, three-game win streak for the Ottawa Senators, and they have a nice matchup tomorrow up against the New York Islanders where if they can continue this level of play and if they can continue working hard, there's no reason why they can't make the, this Islanders team slide to 12 straight wins and their own win streak extend to four games, which would be an absolute treat for Sense fans. Alfie ran away from me. We'll get him on the next postcast, which will be tomorrow night after the Senators host Jean-Gabriel Pajot and the New York Islanders. Thanks so much for listening to the postcast. The chat has been awesome. It's great to get this interactive style. And as we continue to get more comfortable with this, we're going to be adding in more comments and taking your opinions. It'll almost be like our own post-game show. Matt, enjoy the game tomorrow as well. No Sean Gaudette not going in because, Pilsy, we can end up on this. Other than the goaltender, you don't change this winning formula, do you? I don't think so. Maybe you make one change on defense just to get some fresh legs uh, in a back-to-back. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't make many changes here. Keep it going.
Absolutely. And Nikki, thank you. Thank everyone here for watching the show. We absolutely do appreciate it. And we hope that Locked On Senators, the show, stays in your routine as well. But this postcast has been a ton of fun. So let's do it again tomorrow. Why don't we? And here's a little tease. Tomorrow, Alfie will make an appearance (laughs) on the postcast. I'll promise you that. Enjoy the night because your Senators, you've stuck through them through six-game losing streaks. Through you deserve this, Sens fans. Travesties, scoring five goals in two different games and losing both. <laughs> both, you deserve to feel good after a three-game winning streak. The Ottawa Senators winners, three-two in a shootout. Thanks to well, Tim Stutzla, and who got the winner? I'm I'm going too crazy. Who got the winner here? Norris. Norris. There you go. And then another clutch save by Anton Forsberg. All right. We'll chat tomorrow. Locked on Senators should be out around noon, so lock into that, and then we'll chat after the game. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Postcast, presented by the Locked on Senators podcast.